You're listening to Run With The Bulls, a podcast discussing a unique approach to everyday finance with everyday people. Run With The Bulls is sponsored by Mentoro, a financial wellness company. Now, your hosts, author Danny Kofke and the royalty of financial wellness, Whitney Queen. Welcome to Run With The Bulls. My name is Danny Kofke and I'm a motivational mentor with Mentoro. I'm joined by the president of Mentoro, Whitney Queen. Hey, Whit. Hey, Danny, and hello to all of our listeners. This is one of my favorite times of year. Mm-hmm. Not only is the weather getting cooler, but interesting fact, September is also both of our birthday months. I mean, it is. It is. And in addition, I'm drinking my first treat of the fall, a pumpkin spice latte. Of course. Uh-huh. I mean, how in the world did this drink even become such a sign of autumn? That is a great question, Wit. So that is, in fact, what we are discussing today. <laughs> Fads. Mm. So most of us have heard this term but may not know what it truly is. In fact, your drink is actually not a fad, Danny. It's a trend. You see, a fad is something like a product, a diet, a financial plan that many people get excited about very quickly. The enthusiasm for this fad comes out of nowhere and is shared by a large number of people. Similar to, we just talked about a Ponzi scheme, where a lot of people get into yes. it really quick. Okay, exactly. I see that. Yes, yes. So, however, this excitement rarely has anything to do with this thing's qualities, and thus it tends to be short-lived and fade away as quickly as it appeared. People sometimes refer to a fad as a craze, since it describes how people become crazy for something in a quick period of time before it disappears in a blink of an eye. There are times when something comes along that may seem like it's a fad. Mm -hmm. However, instead of disappearing, it stays with us, like your pumpkin spice latte, for example. Every fall now, this drink comes around and remains very popular. Instead of a fad, these things become a trend. And this drink comes around earlier and earlier. (laughs) I know. October now, it's like August 25th. Hey, you know. I know. I know. (laughs) So, yeah. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, So, the main difference between a trend and a fad is that fads are short lived, while trends do, like you said, stick around a much longer time, like a pumpkin spice latte. Mm hmm. One example of a trend is like a pair of shoes. Jordans. In fact, these shoes are so popular, a movie was even made after them, right? (laughs) Right. And they still continue, even though Michael retired years ago. Still very popular. Correct. Mm -hmm. Another trend is CrossFit. So this high-intensity interval training has over 14,000 locations across the globe with millions of athletes, and they even have the CrossFit games. So Mm -hmm. it's continued. Another trend that I'm sure you have never really watched is reality TV. Oh, you know I'm with the Real Housewives. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> That's This is my world. Yeah. I, I can talk about all of the trends in reality TV, from the real world to Survivor, American Idol, or my current personal favorite, which is Below Deck. And boy, if you haven't seen it, I have you should watch it. Okay. But it offers something for everyone, you know? Yes, it does. It does. I agree. And, you know, I make fun of the housewives. Tracy watch it. But it's almost like this mindless, like after... Working hard all day, you kind of just want something on that you don't really have to pay a lot of attention to. And for a lot of people, reality TV, it does that for them. So something entertaining, but you don't have to get too deep. Fair enough. So one item that has also become a trend is an expensive engagement ring. But if you take a listen to a previous episode we did, you may may want to avoid this one if you want to stay married longer. <laughs> You know I had to throw that in. I of course, yes, of yeah. course. Just trying to help. Just yes. Uh-huh. 
Now that we know what can be described as a trend, we're gonna take a look at some fads. After the break, we'll go back in time. Like what you're hearing on Run With The Bulls? Want a little more? Visit MyMentoro.com and use organization code RUNWITHTHEBULLS to set up your free account today. Welcome back. On this episode, we are discussing fads and trends. We just talked about some trends, things that stick around for a very long time. And in this example, we talked about a pumpkin spice latte. So fads, on the other hand, appear and then disappear quickly. So Whitney, are you up for a little game? It depends on what kind of game you're talking about. What? Well, uh, I kind of take that as a yes, right? I can uh, see the look. So, so we're going to have a little fun. We're going to get into a game. So here we go. Welcome to Name That Fad, where we take a look at things that came and went as quickly as Alabama's dominance in college football. Today, we're joined by a very special guest, a woman who not only runs a company, she cleans the bathroom and does it all. You can, in fact, say she's an everyday girl. Our guest today, Whitney Queen. All right, Whit. We're so excited to have you on. I, I don't know that I want to play this game. <laughs> you do. I know you do. It'll be so much fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you up for it? I mean, I don't think I have a choice at this point, so I'll say yes. Okay, good. Good answer. Good answer. All right. So time for Name That Fad. So up first, this is a toy that consists of a ball bearing in the center of a flat structure made from metal or plastic designed to spin along its axis with pressure. These became a fad in 2017 and claimed to help people who had trouble focusing and needed to fidget to relieve nervous energy. Whitney, name that fad. <laughs> well, uh, to be honest, I spent most of you talking trying to figure out what a ball bearing is, which uh -huh. is probably a really embarrassing admission. But you cued me back in in the final sentence when you said fidget. So uh -huh. I'm going to go with a fidget spinner. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. You got it. A fidget <laughs> spinner. And it was so funny. Those things were crazy. At that time, yeah. I was actually teaching. That was the only year I taught middle school. And it was like out of nowhere, these... Like as kids, if they needed more distractions in life, they didn't help anyone. You had kids that they had fine folk. And then they had these things that were spinning them all around. Thankfully, they came and went just like that. Yes, yes I that, would agree. Yes, that, that, that was a good little fad. All right. Are you ready for another one? Sure, let's do it. Okay, Wit, name that fad. This fad became popular in the late 2008-2009. It is a body-length blanket with sleeves that is similar to a robe, but it has to be worn backwards. Okay, this one I know for sure because <laughs> I was in college, uh -huh. and in college you do the least. And the best thing to do the least in is a Snuggie. A Snuggie! Yes. That's it. you still have yours? <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> I wonder if you could still buy them. I, I mean, I'm sure you can. But, yes. But, I, yeah, okay, a Snuggie. There it is. Was So that was at Alabama for you. You, uh, yeah, it you was. You rock the Snuggie. I, I mean, never in public, but okay. like, you know, sure. watching The Real Housewives in my apartment, yes. All right. Yes. I love it. Fatting and trending all at the same time. All right. All right. Are you ready for another one? Let's do it. All right. Wait, name that fad. This fad became popular in the summer of 2016 and involved using your mobile phone to locate 
capture, train, and battle virtual creatures that appeared like they were in the player's real-world location. Whitney, name that fad. I really... I don't know. I mean, I'm not a big gamer, so... It wasn't... It just kind of took... I'm not either. I There was... I do remember... I'll give you a hint. I do remember, like, one... I think it was a little girl, like... I think she became heard something like trying to chase this on her phone. Uh, Give you him Pikachu. I don't a Pokemon. Remember Pokemon Go? Yeah. When oh, though the big no. thing, you don't remember that? Oh, it took over for like two weeks. Did and, like, it? People like it was on their phone, and you tried to track these Pokemon all around the neighborhood. Oh, and they would be, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Okay, okay. I do know what you're talking about. Yes. I um. Yeah, you guys can tell what a big loser I am. Well, no, I... you didn't have kids. So you were, I mean, then you were just, I mean, I, the only reason I knew is because I had kids and like. Fair, they would, okay. And I will say, though, it was in the summer. So one nice thing about it, it did kind of get them outside, maybe walking down the road, looking at their phone and trying to find a made up Pokemon somewhere hiding. So That's wild. Okay. Definitely yes. a good example, though. Yes, okay. yes. So that came and went. All right. Are you ready for another one? Yes. All right. We got a couple up. Name that fad. This fad became popular in 2014. Its combination of competitiveness, social media pressure, narcissism, uh-huh, and easy entry led to more than 2.4 million tagged videos on Facebook. It was a challenge that encouraged nominated participants to be filmed having a bucket of ice water poured on their heads, then nominating others to do the same. A common stipulation was that the nominated participants had 24 hours to comply or forfeit by the way of a charitable financial donation. Whitney, name that fad. This one I know. Okay. This one I know, and um, it is the ice bucket challenge. Yes. Yes. Did you do it? I did not. No, I didn't I I did it to someone, but I didn't do it myself. No. That thing raised like... What was it? It was multiple. Was it MS? Was it? I can't I remember. I thought it was ALS. ALS. That's right. Yeah. yeah Lou Gehrig. Yeah. But it, I mean, I remember it like took off. Mm-hmm. Like everyone was doing it. And yeah. I, mean, I don't know how many millions of dollars it raised. So, I mean, it was, that was a good fad. Yes. That was a good one. But I do think someone ended up getting hurt on that one too. I vaguely remember like someone was near electric. I don't know. I have to look it up, but I yeah. do remember that. People would do it um, in an interesting place because i mean if you're dumping ice water on mm-hmm. yourself like you you can't do it in the kitchen or right. in your bedroom right? right so i think probably in some of the places where it happened people yeah. and of course with narcissism you have to top the next person so you just can't do it in your backyard you have to climb a tree and right yes, yes, right yes, yeah yeah very true. all right we're down to the last one so i'm only going to give you a song wit name that fad Do you remember that one, Whitney? Uh, Unfortunately, (laughs) I do. Okay. Um, Yeah, because a lot of my friends were getting married 
about the time that this became popular. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it was at every wedding reception. This, I believe, was called the Harlem Shake. It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So the Harlem, and if you got a Google, there were some funny ones. So basically it was a video in which a group of people danced to a short excerpt from this song called the Harlem Shake. And it went viral in February of 2013 with thousands of Harlem Shake videos being made and uploaded to YouTube every day at the height of its popularity. That is absolutely insane. If I remember, these videos usually were about 30 seconds, and it started with one person. Um, I think they had on, like, helmets or masks or something, and they were dancing to the song alone for what felt like a painful amount of time. I think it was probably only half of the video, like 15 Uh, seconds, surrounded by other people not even paying attention to to them. Yeah, Yeah, so I think that was part of the spoof, is that they would be unaware of this person dancing or whatever. Right, right. Um, But then when the bass dropped, the video cuts to the entire group dancing for the rest of the video. Um, And then on top of that, the group often wore, like, like weird clothing yes. or outlandish type outfits and costumes. So I can only wish Mentora was around then. That uh, would have been so. That would have, we had so yes, much. Yes, that would have been, been. We could have had Colin make us some pretty gnarly oh, we, outfits. Yeah, that would have been. Maybe fun. we bring it back. I think we could. I think we could. Maybe. Yeah, uh, that could be our next big new release. What's Not crazy is this whole concept is essentially like what TikTok challenges are today. Oh, absolutely. And they're so. fast. And you think about most TikTok challenges, mm-hmm. it's like, bam, it happens now. And then in this case, you know, a lot of times it's a week later, it's kind of gone. At least yep. seems like back then they lasted a little bit longer. Yeah. So. I think it's a good thing that some of them are short-lived these yeah, days. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. So we have been having fun with this and, you know, many of the trends and fads we have talked about are you know pretty harmless for the most part. However, there are some trends that can hurt your finances. Coming up after the break, a look at some of these. Connect with us on social media. Search at Mentoro Group on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Welcome back. On this episode, we've been discussing some fun trends and fads. However, some of them can hurt us financially. Yes, as I take off my Snuggie. Um, so... <laughs> One such, <laughs> I mean, if if we're going to talk about it, that's, you know, it's, I'm clothed underneath. That made so. me, that made me like spit. I laughed <laughs> at that. Okay. So there we go. But, but so, and that we were having fun. It was just kind of because I just kind of wanted to show, you know, and discuss, you know, some of these, and you'd mentioned the TikTok, some of the TikTok trends mm-hmm. right now that they do some people get into the finances and they're not as good as what you think they are, right? Mm-hmm. That's the reason, you know, they hopefully don't turn into trends. Hopefully they just remain fads. But a, a financial trend that, you know, ca- kind of is affecting us all and that we still fall into is credit card debt. And did you know just last month, the total U.S. consumer credit card debt topped $1 trillion for the first time. And that was an over an 18% spike from a year earlier. The average balance per person rose to over $6,500. And, you know, at this rate, many households are nearing a breaking point. Mm-hmm. And so this, and this is, I mean, why we are here at Mentoro. I mean, this is one of the reasons with credit card debt, but like that is a trend that, 
I mean, every single year, it, it, unfortunately, it, it's not a fad. I wish this was a fad and that it went away. But yeah. yeah, it just keeps going up and up and up and up. Yeah, unfortunately so. The breaking point is the level of household credit card debt that will become unsustainable for most people. It's basically when people won't be able to keep up with their bills. And I mean, yeah, I, that's just... We need this trend to go away. Oh, 100%. Yeah, like the Harlem Shake. It just needs to shake, shake off. Shake so, off. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we have discussed this numerous times in the past, but credit cards allow people to buy stuff they don't have the money for and even earn rewards for doing so. However, when you find that you can't pay your balance off full in each month, you start paying interest charges. And if you're un unable to make the minimum payment, it can result in fees, higher interest rates, and a negative impact on your credit score. Yes. If you're having trouble managing your debt, we have a great tool for you. Just visit MyMentoro.com and use the organization code RUNWITHTHEBULLS to get started. Yep. Yep. So another negative financial trend is not having enough saved for retirement. So did you know that 55% of Americans are behind on saving for retirement and 37% of retirees say they have no retirement savings? 37% of retirees, nothing safe for retirement. Yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. So for most of us, a 401k can be the best tool for building a secure retirement. A 403b, you know, for example, if you work in the nonprofit sector. Mm -hmm. First, the amount you put into your 401k lowers the taxable part of your salary. This means that every dollar you contribute to this plan grows tax-free. You will pay taxes on it whenever you withdraw it. Right, when you take it out. And then in addition, and maybe more importantly, many employers offer some sort of match to your 401k contributions. I know here at Mentoro, we have that as well. So most do. So this is free money. And most of the time, I mean, we worked as companies too that, that offered, I think one company we worked at, I think it was up to 6% match, but a lot of them, a common thing is 3%. So, you know, if you just invest 3% of your salary, they're going to give you 3% for free. Mm -hmm. So it's free money. So the, there's really, you know, to me, this is one that um, there's kind of no excuse for this one. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like, and I get it, people are living paycheck and it's tight. But if you can make that disciplined approach, it's like if I found $100 laying on the ground as I walk out of this office, of course I would pick it up. Unfortunately, many people have that same offer every single month from their employer and they're saying, nah, I'm just going to leave it on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I, I do think it's a very short-sighted perspective, unfortunately, and uh, that's. I'm I'm a big fan of um, auto enrollment for that very reason because human behavior just naturally says, "I'll take everything I can get, and then I'll deal with it later." Mm -hmm. When if it's done for them, the chances of them going back later and doing it you know, are slim to none. So, yes. and they're for those people who truly are living paycheck to paycheck and need that money. Right. So, um, yeah, if, if you're interested in seeing how much you can accumulate for retirement, again, we've got another great tool for you. So shameless plug on my Mentoro, go and put that run with the bulls organization code in and give it a try. Yeah. And then you can see exactly how much, whether you invest 5%, whatever it may be, how much it can grow to. And I think that's really powerful because then we can see ourselves in the future. Mm -hmm. We're like, you know what? A hundred dollars today can equal this in the future. But you did, you mentioned auto enrollment. And I just, we've talked about it before. One of my favorite names in behavioral finance is yeah. Shlomo Bonarzi. So That's right. yeah, he did, he was big on that, um, you know, just auto enroll because they did a study and I can't remember the two countries. I think they were Scandinavian countries, but one country, it was like, it's like 85% were organ donors on their driver's license, 15% mm -hmm. more. And then the country next door, it was the complete opposite. And he's like, 
how is this? They're like neighboring countries. They, they can't be that much more compassionate just across the border. And then it was one of those things. When people went to get their driver's license in one of the countries, automatically they were organ donors unless they opted out. In the other country, they had to opt in to be organ donors. So mm-hmm. most of us, and he took that into retirement because most humans, we follow the path of least resistance. We don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. So if your company auto-enrolls you, guess what? They're doing you a favor, because then you're probably not going to opt out of something. You're going to let it. We all have those subscriptions, Hulu, Audible, whatever it may be that we don't opt out of because it's just it takes work on our part. So when you kind of trick yourself and you get auto enrolled, mm-hmm. you're kind of playing against, OK, your natural tendency that, you, you know, that you're not going to save. So it's forcing you to save. So if you do have an employer that is an auto amount, hey, good for them. That's a great employer to have because they're yeah. looking out for you. Yeah, how do we get auto enrollment to trend? Oh, I w- right, <laughs> that would that be would an be, amazing trend. That would be. And then on top of that, trend. you got automatic escalation. Yes. Whenever you get a raise, then it automatically yes. escalates on your behalf. And yeah, it's there's some really great things out there. It just hasn't hit that trend level. So. Right, that, and that's what you know. Hopefully, it will. But I think you know, in, in us discussing, that's where a lot of people. It's like, and I've heard people. I've worked, um, you know, talked to companies where they did the auto enroll, and people, some of the employees, they were a little upset. They're like, "Well, they're taking my money." Because it's not explained either. So I do mm-hmm. think if you're a company yeah. out there that does do that, explain just like what we were talking about. I'm helping you. Like, I want you to retire and have money in the bank. So I'm working against your normal behavior to help you retire yeah. with money. Yep, that's very true. Because it feels like when you look at your paycheck and you see all those other things yes. that come out, it's like, great. What am, mm-hmm. what am I even doing this for? Everybody's taking everything. Right. But that's actually for you. Right. It's <laughs> not going to the government. <laughs> it's going for you. Correct. So, so uh, another, um, uh, another trend that many follow, unfortunately, is, uh, is they don't have a budget. In fact, 73% do not regularly follow a budget. For them, it is the B word. (laughs) Yeah, that's wild. Mm -hmm. Um, Knowing how much you have coming in compared to how much you have going out is key to better understanding how much you actually have to spend on things like grocery, fun, or whatever your financial goals are, like paying off your debt faster or, you know. Anything. Anything. Yeah, yeah. And if you need help creating a budget, you got it. We have a great tool for you. So you know the routine. We've gone over plenty. So just set up that free account and, and we will help you. Um, and, I mean, kind of joking, but this is really serious. Um, if, if you don't have a plan for your money, it's very difficult to get ahead. Mm-hmm. It's And I've talked about it before. I equate my money to like a, a, when I taught kindergarten. When you have a five-year-old running around, if you don't give them direction – They tend to, you know, destroy a classroom and the same thing holds true with our money. It just tends to run wild. So having a budget, it just it's telling your money how to behave. And for most of us, it's very difficult to do so when you don't have a budget in place. It's very true. I was talking with someone the other day who said, you know, I didn't have a written budget. It's just like all in my head. And I just know what's coming in and what's going out. And, you know, that's really great. And I think if month over month your life is pretty much the same, mm-hmm. then yeah, you you could probably pretty easily yes. keep up with that. But then eventually those months over months are not going to be the same. Stuff's going to happen. You know, right. you're you're going to get a flat tire. You're going to have to go to the hospital or you're, something really amazing is going to happen. You're going to get a great opportunity to go and do something or the, the, the going in and coming out is going to change. Yes. And that's a lot to keep up in your noggin when you have normal life happening. And mm-hmm. so in whatever way you feel most natural, get that down on paper, get it out into a system, get it, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because eventually the math won't math. Right. I guarantee you. And that correlates um, with the next one that you're going to talk about, the final trend that, that we don't, you know, most of us don't follow. And it's because of not budgeting. That's right. Great segue. So that final negative trend is not having enough money saved for an emergency. In fact, 68% are worried they would not be able to cover their living expenses for just one month if they lost their primary source of income. And when push comes to shove, a majority, 57%, in fact, of U.S. adults are currently unable to afford a $1,000 emergency expense. Uh, so just think, I mean, like, you think about that, 57%. So we'll just round up, say, 60%. What's crazy to me is I think of, in my commute to work, statistically speaking, six out of every 10 people that I pass do not have $1,000. How scary. And, like, when you think about that, seriously, like, that really, we are living on the edge of disaster. That is Horrible, like for people, like I just can't imagine. So come on, we have to break this one. And this is so important to build it up because you mentioned it when you're talking about a budget. Yeah, we can mentally do it and it, we may be fine, right? We're going along. We have enough money to cover everything. Once again, a lot of us live up to life, have lifestyle creep, live up to how much we make. But then, like you said, what happens when something goes wrong? Mm-hmm. What happens if you have an opportunity that comes your way? You're not able to take advantage of it. So it's just so important to have that money set aside. Yeah, and I just like to add that, you know, it it doesn't have to feel like chains. It, it no. you know, having a budget isn't intended to make you feel restricted. Um, you know, we we've likened it to a diet before. It doesn't have to feel like that fad diet where you have to go all in and you go and you buy all the weird food and then you get to Tuesday and you're like, this is gross. I don't want to eat this. <laughs> Number and three, I supersize it. Yes, but I'll get a diet coke. <laughs> exactly. Well, balance moderation. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> but in all seriousness, it doesn't have to feel that way. And it's completely fine if your lifestyle grows with what you do in life. Yes. When it becomes a problem is when you don't have yourself protected in case something happens. So I think it's as simple as like you could start with $1,000 and then increase it from there. A good rule of thumb is to aim to have three to six months worth of living expenses saved. So just try to shoot for that before you allow things to kind of creep up on you. Right, right. And I did like, I mean, you said it, and we do a lot of times refer to it as a diet. And I think of one of the most successful diets is Weight Watchers. Mm -hmm. And why is that so? Because you're allowed cheat days. Or you're allowed to budget in certain things. Hey, uh, you have a certain amount of points. Hey, if you want to eat a Big Mac today, you can. But then you're going to have to cut back in other areas. And that's what, you know, to me, that's what the budget is about and saving money. It's like, okay, I can have this. I can have that. Well, but we're going to have to cut back on here. Mm -hmm. So I think that is, you know, keeping our head in the sands isn't going to change anything except Mm -hmm. making us have disaster. Like, and not having money to do those things. So yeah, help that budget. But to your point, just start small. It doesn't have to be, we're not trying to, you know, save $12,000 this month per se. So just take those small steps to hopefully get there one day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you remember too, when we set money aside, uh, you know, it should enable you to weather most financial storms. So that's why we, a lot of times we start maybe $1,000, try to work up to three to six months, because that way, if something, a medical expense, a job lo- loss, I mean, right now in the midst, um, you know, down in Florida, they were just hit with a hurricane. It looks like another one's out in the Atlantic. So even if you have good insurance, if something happens to your roof, guess what? You have a deductible. You have to pay that. So things happen that are out of our control. So having that emergency fund set aside can help us tolerate those things that come our way. Mm-hmm. 
That is exactly right. One last thing I want to leave you guys with is um, we talked about the TikTok videos and the reels and everything um, that, you know, we're seeing in terms of fads and trends in today's world. And I saw an interesting video the other day. It was someone kind of shooting the behind the scenes of a reels where there's this beautiful woman and she looks like she's in this swanky hotel and living the life like she's in bed drinking a cappuccino and like it looks like she's probably staying in a like $500, $600 hotel room. Like that's the nightly Like a rate. queen vacation. Yes, actually. No, God, I wish. Um, but, you know, it just looks so glamorous. And then um, it like pans over to where she's just in the hallway of this office building and they've pushed over a table. She's sitting on a table and they put a big fluffy comforter over her and she just has a coffee mug. She has sweatpants on underneath. Huh. So she just has on the top, she just has the comforter. It's all fake. Right. So, but what that's doing is it's showing that things are often not as glamorous as we think. And so we can pick up on trends, we can pick up on fads, but investing in those and making financial decisions because of them is an area where you should probably stop and think, hmm, is this really what I'm going for? And is that really something that is authentically glamorous that I want to idolize or, or mimic or whatever. So just just an interesting perspective, um, sure. I think. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, unfortunately, it does seem like a lot of these things that take off, like, you know, w- with a fad, it's like, it's fast, furious, but it's exciting. And I think, mm-hmm. unfortunately, for a lot of people, and we've talked about it before, like, that boring setting a certain amount aside every single month, investing the rest, that is what usually leads to success that it has for millions of people. Is it fun? No. Is, you know, you're going to put a, a helmet on and dance around? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it's not going to burn out after a month. And then down the road, you're going to have the retirement that you want. You got it. You got it. So after you have saved enough to cover your expenses, you could begin saving for something more fun, like Beanie Babies. Mm. Yes, I'm glad we brought those up. Uh, no, and you know what? We're not going to be blamed for making that one a trend, okay? So I think on that note, it's probably time for us to run. Please check us out on social media. We're at all your usual places. And if you ever have an idea for a topic you'd like us to cover, feel free to email us at podcast at mentorgroup.com. Danny, thank you for chatting. And thank you all for listening. Catch us next time as we run with the bulls. Run with the bulls is sponsored by Mentoro and hosted by Danny Kofke and Whitney Queen. Learn more by visiting mentorogroup.com.